哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒，是找女人去。哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒。It's like um, it's like royalty-free Green Hill Zone. Welcome, everybody, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. It's episode three hundred nine. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. Sonic is not a video game. It's an atrocity uh, of that kind. <laughs> so. That's fair. So yeah, fair, fair comment. Uh, and we're here with Adol. What, what do you think about Sonic, Adol? Uh, it will always have a dear place in my heart. And if I hear Green Hill Zone, I will always be like, no. And it also gets stuck in my head randomly with no provocation. Like right, whoop! I am wobbling my table with like just before we recorded. I just yep. got it. Stuck in my head. Um, although now I'm going to have to Google whether there's a song that's the original Green Hill Zone. No, I don't think Green Hill Zone was the uh, uh, one. I think the Labyrinth Zone might have been one. Um, mm. I can't remember. The, other. the Casino Zone. I can't remember which game that one was in. Um, Industrial Zone, I think, as well. Mm. There's a few of I them. I mean, at this there's point, about, you could just six say six or eight examples, I think. Zone, and I'd assume oh, that yeah. that was yeah. a Sonic one. <laughs> Asylum Zone. Yeah, Moon Zone. It could be anything, really, couldn't it, with Sonic? Yeah. Uh, let's open some beers and talk about, well, more video games, I suppose. Uh, Lucy, are you drinking this evening? I, know I you, am. Uh, you had a had a week off last week. I did. Yeah. Coming straight um, back yeah. in with some beers. Good, good. Yes, two beers. Um, should I start with the West Coast? I start with a Flanders red. Oh, what's the percentages Uh-oh. on them? I've never checked. Uh, um, oh boy, five point four on the Flanders, and hmm. uh, six degrees north. What are you doing? Seven point three. Yeah. Oh, I'll start with the Flanders. Yeah, the Flanders, the Flanders, and then obviously the next one's coming on the next episode yes. for everybody uh, out there listening or viewing after our live recording for the evening. Well, this is how I get them to live, you know, just teasing. Just yeah, that's it. Put them out there. Yeah. Um, I open the bottle without reading it. I'm rusty after a week. <laughs> after off. one um, week. <laughs> yeah. Where am I? What am I doing? Um, this is a beer from the Little Earth Project, uh, in Suffolk, and it's called Stupid Sexy, uh, Suffolk Blade, Suffolk Blend, uh, number four, and it is a Flanders-style red ale. It's Good reference. Stupid Sexy, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Stupid Sexy Flanders. <laughs> um, <laughs> falling out of my head now, him and his, like, he were wiggling his arm. Um, yeah, this is the first box I've got from a company called Bruiser, uh, who do, um, monthly subscription boxes, and they go around, well, they have tons of these different UK-based breweries, mm. anywhere else, but, um, certainly to mainland UK, but, um, yeah, they, they have several breweries that you can choose from, who you want your next box from, and the breweries will 
you know, probably showcase their best beers, put in, put in what they have to offer, and you get the box each month. So nice. N- you can change whoever you want to get the brewery, whichever brewery you want, up to like don't know, maybe a week before okay. it arrives. But I think my next box that I chose was from Mammoth Brewery, because you know, depending on where you are, can't really too many beers from, you know, all these remote places. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, if I'm buying straight from the brewery, you know, probably have to pay you know, per box um, postage, so seems like they just, you know, cut out that kind of I'll say the middleman, the postman. <laughs> <laughs> they fill a little fill a little niche in the beer yeah. delivery world. Mm. Nice. But yeah, um, yeah, Little Earth Project, who I'm actually going to be visiting next month. So. Um, yeah, 5.4%. I'll quickly read the flavour text. Uh, mm-hmm. We've always had a fascination with Flanders Red Style beers and their links to the brewing in the UK. We're also, we also love them, sour, but with a rounded sweetness, complex but effortless, effortlessly drinkable. Our fourth blend contains four different barrels with the oldest dating from November 2018 and the newest brewed September 2020. Uh, the older barrel brings more wood character to the blend, along with a touch of welcomed aesthetic, while the newer barrels add a cleaner, crisp acidity. They combine to create a balanced sour red ale with light balsamic and cherry fruit undertones. Ooh. A delight to pair with punchy cheeses and charcuterie. Just sit eating whilst we talk about games. Yeah. Just to pair it with your beer, nice. Um, Adam, what are you opening up? Uh, I've got uh, the El Perro Negro Classic Pilsner Zesty Seville Orange, a crisp and refreshing classic Pilsner with a zesty twist of Seville Orange to deliver a fruit citrus bite. By Williams for the Brewing in Scotland. 4.5%. No pregnant ladies allowed. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I thought that was actually but, somewhere. I mean, my eyes. Nice, the yeah. tap room was on the Hand sketched uh, <laughs> drawing. Yeah, I just thought I'd start with something light hearted. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to drink for this episode. Adea. Uh, you see me laughing. Uh, no G on the end. It's a dipper. It's 8%. Start off big. Uh, delicious and juicy double IPA. Dry hopped with Chinook, Idaho 7, Motuaka and Strata. Um, that's everything they give me. There is, again, they are putting on some um, QR codes on their cans mm. as well to take people places. Learn how we are tackling our carbon footprint through the sustainability page on our website. I assume it takes you there. Um, So sure. Okay, fine. I will crack this open. We'll come back to you, Lucy, for the Flanders Red. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it smells great. Yeah, just like berries, like raspberries and Cherries, it's just oh, it so good. Mm-hmm. So good. But yeah, nice nice looking beer as well. Deep uh I guess it's a like almost a beetroot colour. Dark beetroot. Mm, it looks brown from sort of this distance, mm. but yeah. Yeah. 
got a bit more red um, at the. Well, you can definitely see it when you hold it light. Mm. Like, yeah, just looks a bit more rubyish. Hold it nice. like, but yeah, nice like off white, um, slightly brownish head. Probably less than one finger, but yeah, it looks really good looking beer. How is it? Sour? Yes, it is very... It's very tart. Um, yeah, I don't think I've had a beer this sour in a while. Mm. Seems like beers are... Unless you get, like, a sour sour. Feels like a lot of breweries are just like... Mm. Well, maybe it's the beers that I'm seeking out. Like, I had a beer from Overtone yesterday, which was... Mm-hmm. A... I think it was just called a. I think it was just labelled as a sour. And it was like quite sweet. <laughs> like you lot are packing a lot of fruit into these things, and it's just it's not mouthwateringly like sour, and neither is this, to be fair. Mm. But yeah, it is more sour than it is sweet. You are getting like you know a bit of raisin, a bit of cherry, a bit of raspberry on the flavour, but yeah, it's it's definitely more sour than it is sweet. Mm-hmm. Nice bit of hoppiness, but yeah, it is that it is that sourness, which is it. It's a bit in your face at first, but then it, you know, it just it falls off quite quickly, mm. and um, like it's like a bit of bitterness, bit of you know, vinous quality on the end of it, slightly um, I guess slightly vegetal, but but, but yeah, it's. It's a good Flanders red ale. It's what I want from this style of beer. Um, I, I, I just want to drink this. Nice. No, Why did good. I come on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be in a talking mood. <laughs> I just want to sit <laughs> down. I don't know. That's it. And you've got games to talk about, Lucy. So you'll be sat there mm. chatting away, not drinking your beer. Yeah. Get some in now whilst we chat about ours. Uh, chug it. Yeah. yeah it's, re- it's really good. It's really good. Um, it's, it's got a really deep, rich like quality to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Okay, you put it in four barrels. I think it's getting a lot of the attributes of those because yeah, you got this like slightly woody slash vegetal um, flavor. You got a lot of fruit in there. It's just just a really well balanced beer with a lot going on. But, yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Uh, Adol, the uh, what was it? El Perro Negro. Yeah. So uh, it's a bit. Uh hazier than I would think for uh, Pilsner mm-hmm. just because normally you'd see like clear definition you come yeah. out you can see my fingers are kind of blurry until they're a bit closer I'm guessing that might be the addition of the, the orange just making it cloudier um, it, the nose is great you got that little bit of nuttiness that comes with Pilsners um, and lagers but it has a lovely sweet orange on top not too strong just, just rounding it out um Giving a bit of a sweetness. Hmm. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um. So it it's more bitter, more tart than the average pilsner okay. from the orange. Um, and it does bring a bit of a dankiness into the, the Pilsner, which is usually a bit cleaner. Um, and then it finishes with a light 
orange um, sweetness uh, lingers with, with a, 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 again, a, a trailing bitterness that I'm not used to on Pilsners. They usually sort of don't have long finishes. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, mm. it doesn't quite have that sort of crisp, clean uh, kind of, uh, you know, hits you straight away and then fades really nice and quickly. No, I mean, it, oh, now that my pal's getting used to it, it's less obvious orange. But like I said, there's a dankness as well as that orange that's coming through. And it's just giving a little more depth. It's like, a, I mean, kind of like the the visuals, what it looks like. It's, um, yes, I just defined visuals for you. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it It is just like a muddied Pilsner, like just like it's kind of foggier than you'd expect it's also just like not as crisp uh lingers a bit more mm-hmm. i'm having um that light sweet orange and then like i said this lingering bitterness well not, again not very bitter but for a pilsner right um this is really nice it's less crisp refreshing um you know 30 degree day melting on a porch you want that like hit that you were describing ben it doesn't have that um but this is definitely like a this is a pilsner that i would i I will sup because i'm really enjoying the taste yeah um and again it's doing things that traditionally on the finish feels a bit more alish um sort of just a trailing taste and the mix of slightly bitter the dank again for a pilsner um is, is is fading now that i'm getting used to it but this is just a yeah, a really salt beer. I really like that the there's a bit of tartness and then the sweetness from the orange sort of never really leaves, but it sort of tags at the beginning and tags a little bit at the end, but it's not like they haven't just like shoved oranges into a Pilsner because I feel like it's letting the the beer mostly speak for itself, but just sort of adding a little light touch. Okay, nice. Yeah. Good, good. Um, I'm going to be short and sweet with this dare. This is really good. Um. I mean, we expect days to be, but their double IPAs have veered more towards the vegetal, earthy kind of end. This pulls it back. This rains that back in. It's not a juice bomb. It's not full of fruit, but it's kind of in the middle somewhere. Um, It's giving me a lovely, not too ripe kind of melon flavor. Something just a little bit sweet. Um, You can see it's very, very light in color. Like really, really yellowy, um, deeper sort of in the center, a pore with almost no head. I don't know, it's right in the light there, but it's kind of, it's just very, very yellow. Lovely nose, sweet on the nose, but with a hint of, of dankness, only just slightly creeping through. And that follows through in the flavor. So I'm kind of hit first. By what I think is going to be a really earthy vegetal beer. You know, it feels straight away like the mouthfeel and those initial kind of slightly dank flavors creeping in feel like it's gonna go more towards that end, but it doesn't. There's this sweetness that then just kind of like cuts through everything and then sits nicely underneath, which kind of, as I say, gives me a lovely, a lovely melon sort of flavor, but also a hint of orange in there as well just to give it a little bit more of a citrus kind of kick um this is exactly what i want from day right now 
Uh, like, you know, mm. with, with them going towards those more earthy sort of notes in their double IPAs, this is where I wanted them to, to pull it back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying the other week. I, I just want the juice bombs from them. It's like, do what you do this. <laughs> it's like from Brew York. I don't want anything but a stout from you guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose almost the same as like Overtone. Just give me all the mm-hmm. double IPAs from, from Overtone. Um, there's tons yeah, of breweries that yeah. just do one style mm. so so well, and yeah. you know they want to experiment. Like Daya, they've wanted to experiment over the last sort of two years, eighteen months, and try different things. Um, so it's nice to see them coming back the other way again and going, okay, let's see where we can find somewhere in the middle. Uh, or maybe it's a happy accident, but potentially. But um, yeah, uh, this is great. Nice, and it's. Ridiculous. I mean, obviously it's Daya, so they can art. It's ridiculous. But, you know, two guitars running around. Of course. Of course. Um, Cool. (laughs) So we're going to enjoy these beers. We will chat more about them at the end of the episode. But let's jump into um, some gaming chats. And Lucy, as you uh, weren't on last week, uh, why don't you kick us off this week? And there's a couple of games you uh, would like to talk about. Yeah, um, briefly I will speak about um, Gibbon, gosh, what's the subtitle? Gibbon Beyond the Tree, which is, I just call it the Gibbon game. <laughs> if you Google that, uh, it'll only come up with one thing. Um, it's on Apple Arcade now, uh, which is, it's not quite the Google Stadia levels of Abandoned. Um, let's call it the PS Now level. <laughs> Call it the PS Now levels of abandon. You, no, um, no, you can't. You can't use PS Now anymore. I can't. Shadow Warrior Three, mm-hmm. which released yesterday, has come to PS Now as a day one exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is sort of what I'm saying. It's like they haven't completely given up oh, on I it. I see. Okay, it right. still gets a slow trickle right. of things, yeah. but um. Yeah, this is probably the first game in probably about six months that I've actually been interested in on Apple Arcade. Mm. Um, mm. It is uh, a, I guess it's a platformer. It's a very simple um, stripped down platformer. Uh, I played the, a, a demo on PC. I'm not sure if it was part of the Steam Next Fest, so maybe you can't access it now. But uh, playing it on that, I think I played controller. Um, mm-hmm. It's very simple, and it and that that simplicity because i was wondering how they're gonna have it on like tablet or on a mouse and not not on a mouse on a, on a touch screen how how is that if you look at the game it seems very free flowing it looks like an alto's adventure which you know is a mobile game but i was like look it, it looks like the movement looks like like complex and um the animation looks a bit brilliant i don't know if they mocap to gibbon <laughs> it's very it's very fluid and um free-flowing but yeah the, the controls are very simple um on i'm playing it on ios on my uh tablet it, where it runs mostly well a bit of pitching a bit of frame rate dips but way better than something like that um gosh what was the name of that game doesn't matter but a lot of the a lot of the apple arcade games you know, your mileage may vary on how they how mm. they run on your depending on what model uh, iPad you've got. Um, no way to change the frame resolution. Oh really? Me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's such a closed system that they don't, they don't even allow the simplest of things on, on most um, Apple Arcade games. I think this might have... No, I think it was a battery mode or something. Maybe that limits the uh, mm. resolution. Who knows? I haven't tried it. But um, yeah, on, on iOS, it's it, it's one button to uh, like basically swing. You you hold the button when you just want to get your little gibbon, you know, uh, going hand over hand on the branches, and then you lift it. Uh, then you lift it up if you want them to jump, and two fingers to uh, uh, to run and. I've just unlocked this ability to do a sick flip in the air, so um, nice. we are Tony hawking our way through this jungle. But um, it seems really short. I think I'm like like four chapters in. They're very short, and they just flow like one after the other. It's very mm. really nice flowing game. Um, it, it's gonna. I mean, it's about you know climate change and deforestation, so. I imagine things are going to get pretty dark and it's going to be like Bambi or something like that. And it's like, mm, maybe not looking forward to that part. But um, so far, it's yeah, it's really fun. Um, recommend it, especially if, like me, an idiot, and still somehow I got a Apple Arcade subscription because <laughs> I paid for a year. Um, yeah, I, I recommend it. It's, and it, it, it's beautiful. The, the only problem I have with it is that I can't take a screenshot yeah. quick enough whilst I'm swinging through this jungle because... Yeah, it's stunning. Um, yeah, it it looks uh, going to the Steam page for it. Um, mm-hmm. Not out on Steam yet. Early twenty twenty two, it says. Um, but yeah, some of those um, stills that they've kind of grabbed, um, and it, it again suggested it does get a little bit dark. It's about gibbons. I mean, it's going to touch on deforestation and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, but it kind of almost looks a little bit like. Like the Ollie Ollie games as well, in the yeah. way that like the movement kind of happens, Absolutely, like this yeah. very slick sort of constant, almost not kind of endless runner sort of mm-hmm. element to it, but that you are going and you are kind of you will jump, you will slide, you will flip, you will grab, you you know doing those kinds of things, like almost in an endless yeah yeah loop it's of exactly stuff that like doing. that yeah. yeah it's only in between like chapters where they have like. I guess, you know, a bit of environmental storytelling where mm. you really slow down in the action, but yeah, it just goes and it's really forgiving, like mm. um, I mean, it's always good when you can, like, it has momentum, like, and if you, like swing at the right time and release on the, at the right time, it, it, it goes, I mean, you even get, like a speed boost when I'm doing these flips, so that feels really good, but it doesn't feel punishing um, if you mess up or if you fail to, you know, uh, swing to the highest branch, um, there's always several levels of, like, canopies where it's like, okay, I didn't get the top top branch, but (laughs) it's very hard for me to miss the seven other chances uh, (laughs) beneath to to continue my flow and keep swinging. So, yeah, it's 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 really fun. I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Yeah, I'll probably finish it by next week. Cool. And come, come on here crying a bit. Uh, Gibbons got <laughs> run over by a by a truck, by a caterpillar truck, <laughs> smashed by a crane or something or a digger. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's given beyond the trees. Nice. Oh, what else God. have you been? What else have you been playing? <laughs> is that? Um, well, I was going to say keep it light hearted, but I don't know what you've been playing to know whether it is going to be or not. Uh, I'll stick with the light hearted one mm. uh, because I uh, it's. It's a game I've I've played on PC. It's called 
here's another game with a subtitle for you. Um, gosh, what is it? Labyrinth City? This is the game based on the children's puzzle books. French children's puzzle books. <coughs> Yes. Pierre Labyrinth Le Detective. Exactly. Thank you very much for saving our bacon. It's Labyrinth City, Pierre the Maze Detective, which is based on, yeah, um, books equivalent to like, I guess, I guess is, it, is it the Usborne books? Puzzle book? I'm probably aging and dating myself. I have no, um, idea. no, I've got no, I've got no clue. <laughs> Usborne books. Yeah, um,. <laughs> Okay, uh, founded by Peter Osborne in 1973. But yeah, they, they were like children's puzzle books. Um, um, but yeah, this is basically French Where's Wally almost. Except, I was just um, going to say, is it not mm-hmm. just Where's Wally? But yeah, yeah, Where's Wally? Um, but it's it's really you're finding your way through mazes um, uh, rather than just finding Wally. Um, mm. And yeah, the I, I played it on PC and it's like, okay, I've got like a 32 inch, you know, the, these very detailed and grandiose mazes, but really good on that. But I'm playing it on iPad now and it feels like there's no compromise. It, it still feels like, you know, very detailed nice. and, you know, it still looks great. And I, I, this is the way I'm preferring to play it. Um, just, you know, chilled in bed. Mm. Um, mm. it runs well. Um, even though there's a lot going on the screen on at any certain point, because you know, a lot of hand-drawn characters and the animate, um, so they've literally brought the books to life. Um, but it still runs really well on iPad. Um, looks great, very colourful, and yeah, just finding you know going through these mazes, um, going, going um, on you know, off the well-beaten road to find like pickups, collectibles, and stuff like that. Just interacting with the world. Mm. And that's that's basically what it is. It's just it's like a very pretty postcard. I mean, you're not going to be challenged going through these mazes such. Um, and yeah, I know that they get very uh, involved and very large. And it's like I'm still going on this thing. This is a really big <laughs> maze, and it's like, but yeah, it's it, it's great and definitely recommend it if you got a kid. Um, mm. They'd love it. Uh, and yeah, I still want to buy the book because <laughs> I love like the. <laughs> Physical words, Wally books. I absolutely adore them um, and did as a kid. So, yeah, I, I'd love just to. Um, and I think that would be interesting, like playing the game and then going to the book rather than vice versa. But yeah, I think either way would be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, playing on iPad. If it's not out yet, it's going to be out, I think maybe this week, um, very soon. So, uh, yeah, I think it's like pre nineteen. Is it, I think it's around, you know, five pounds or under, and it's nice. Like, that, that, that you could, sh- yeah. That's good because it's like twelve, uh, eleven, nearly eleven pounds on Steam. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. saying the Steam price is awful. Mm. Ten seventy nine is a lot. It's as we said what two weeks ago. It's the typical, you know, disparity between people playing on mobile and you know yeah, yeah. Um, thinking this is what a real big game should cost 99p and it's like no people made this and you know developers went into the office and you know did a full time uh you know working 40 hours a week probably you know it's i i know like you know we'll probably have a big old topic 
uh, episode on the Steam Deck when yours, when Gabe Newell hand delivers <laughs> yours, Lucy, uh, when he, when he flies so, yeah. over to Birmingham to hand deliver yours. Um, <laughs> oh no, don't do it, Gabe. <laughs> You don't want to be stuck here like you were in New Zealand. Here is not New Zealand. <laughs> but it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the PC market or Steam becoming mm-hmm. portable might then affect the mobile market. Um, mm. That that suddenly having something that you can just play on the go. Okay, it's mm-hmm. not your phone. Fine, and you've got to have a piece of proprietary hardware to be able to play it to go on the go like the switch but you've got to buy a phone you've got your phone's got to be capable of being able to you know you could you could be still be rocking like an iphone what like five at this point and you can't play any of these games probably Mm. but you could still Mm. use it as a phone so it would be the same kind of thing spend however much an iphone is a grand or whatever fucking stupid price those things are or you know like 250 300 quid on a on a steam deck and Play it on there instead. It's going to be it's interesting how those markets might knock on to each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Mm. I think there'll be some crossover, um, mm. especially since what the Switch came out five years ago. I think there might be some people who, you know, saw the fake Mario clone or <laughs> had the unfortunate time of playing that Super Mario Run and then yes. bought oh, the Switch, um, and they're just like, "But this is the Steam Deck." Yeah, uh, look forward to that getting here whenever it does. So, hurry up, Gabe! <laughs> Get on the plane now. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> um, I think you had another game to talk about, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one. I really enjoyed this one. Not that I didn't enjoy the other two. Um, it's called a musical story. It is out, I believe, on Thursday. So yesterday nice. um, and it is a rhythm game and as someone who's <laughs> probably tone deaf I am very bad at rhythm games um, <laughs> anytime I've had the unfortunate uh, encounter with a rhythm game it's just awful like in um, I think Night in the Woods was the worst when May's playing in the band and Mm. And I start off okay, and then every every note after that is like a twang, and May just wincing, and people just wincing, and it's like, yeah, I'm awful at rhythm games, but <laughs> this one did all right on, did okay. all right on. Um, it is a, I guess it's like more of a visual novel wrapped wrapped in a uh, rhythm game. Um, it's a very simple rhythm game. You're not connecting any like. Uh, peripherals. You're not getting your old guitar hero mm-hmm. crap out of the closet or anything. It's literally just left and right arrow directions on the uh, keyboard. That's what I'm playing it on. I think it's on other platforms. I'm guessing it's... I don't know if you play it on the Xbox, I guess. It's, I don't know. You press X or B or left and right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's very simple. So it's more that audio-visual experience that you're going in there for, um, rather than a rhythm game that'll test your might, something like, I don't know, Guitar yeah. or Rock Band or something like that. But um, You're not setting yeah, this it's... game to kind of expert and running through <laughs> several songs, <laughs> no. yeah. Nah. Um, it does have an assist mode, um, which hmm. <laughs> after a few times I had messed up, it was like, we're going to turn on assist mode for you. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> um, I only... <laughs> That's the thing with me and games. If they say, you're crap, uh, ah, let me help yeah. you, 
Uh, I'm like, no. But if I'm like, I need help, let me go into the settings and do it myself, that's fine. But, but I didn't appreciate it. It's the perceived the judgment of the, yeah. of the AI, right? Yeah. But yeah. So I turned it right off. And I did okay. You know, it's, um, as I say, it's, uh, it's only left and right that you're, um, pressing, um, at, at certain times you are holding them, but that's, you know, the keys. But it's like, that's pretty much the only input that you're doing in the game. Mm. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but towards the end of the game, it does switch things up. It does switch up, like, the kind of UI and how you're interacting with the game, which is really cool, but um, don't want to say anything more on that. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically set in the what, 60s, 70s. It's all the music, well, not all of it, but most of the music is, like, psychedelic rock. It's mm. like... Uh, Jimi Hendrix, the, um, the, the, the experience. Yeah, the experience. That's basically what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, what I really like about this is, and I think why I was able to play it without too much headache is a lot of Riven games, like, there's a lot going on visually, um, a lot of the time at the same time. Um, whereas this, it, 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 it tells a story and it's in this circle and outside of the circle it's just black space. And all this, all the, um, all the story, apart from like certain, um, interstitials, all the story, all the visuals, all the, which is really beautiful by the way. Go look at the trailer. It, it does. It, it looks yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> the animation's incredible. The, the art's incredible. Um, it's all told in this, in this, imagine like, um, is it Looney Tunes when they, burst out the circle and say that's yeah. all dark or whatever in that yeah. circle and everything's in there and then it gives you a small bit of the story and then when the notes that you have to play um start everything in that circle turns to black again it's just like these little ripples these like like a puddle and nothing else and it's like all your attention goes to the notes mm. which are presented in like a circle around around that other circle where all the visuals are. So it's like, yeah, I can just concentrate on that. There's nothing else to uh, divert my attention to anything else. So I think that's why I had an easier time with this, just visualising the notes and, you know, rather than all this rubbish and crap on screen, like, I don't know, shirtless men screaming into a mic uh, (laughs) or something like that. Just It's like, okay, I can just concentrate on the notes and I've got a you know, clear visual, you know, representation yeah. of like, okay, the these notes are so far spaced from one another. Right. Okay, I can sort of count the beat, count it in my head, count this, count the um, uh, time between notes, and yeah, it's 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 really stunning, and it's a really good way to in the UI to you know portray a story, portray a rhythm game, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's probably I don't know. How long it took me? Because I have a lot of idle time on it, like mm. ten hours worth. Because I left my computer on once. But um, <laughs> it's probably about I don't know. It's probably that good you are at rhythm games, I guess. But uh, it probably took me about two and a half, three hours, maybe. Okay. Um, I wish the story was a bit more had a bit more going on and moved a bit quicker. Mm. Um, because it, it's the classic story of um some guys uh, quitting quitting their job and you know, wanting to play it 
well, what is Woodstock or whatever. It's like, we're good musicians. Let's go. It's like the classic yeah. road trip movie. And it's like they're going across the States, I imagine, mm-hmm. to, to Pinewood, uh, he's calling this. And it's like, okay, like, this is three quarters of the way through and you're, like, still on the road. We haven't, you know, we haven't done much to, you know, uh, get there and have crazy hijinks like in the last third of any road trip movie. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, but it's it's a nice story. It's not, it didn't move me as such, but um, I thought I thought it was, you know, a nice little tale and I think the visuals... And the really good music. I don't know if I mentioned, which I probably should have because it's a rhythm game. It's got really good music. Is it all um, original music? Yeah. Um, I would assume. Uh, it's made by a French studio, I believe. But yeah, it's, you know, got a lot of, uh, you know, it's psychedelic rock, a lot of, a lot of bass guitars, a lot of, hold on. Uh, I, the developer is Guy Cheese Studio. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the music's fantastic. Guy um, Cheese, you say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a bit of like electronic music in it, and yeah, yeah, it's just it's 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 good. It's nice. like you can't help but like tap your tap your foot to the beat as you play. Yeah, I've I've wishlisted yeah. it as you've been talking good. about it. Yeah, and looking at some of the visuals, it was just like, yes, this this looks mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Really is. Um, yeah, fully recommended. Nice. Yeah, that's what I got to say about a story. Good. Yeah, very good. good. Nice, nice. Um, three games that you've enjoyed. Yes. Nice. Yeah, and that's that's all I have to talk about. Unless you want to hear about Universal Paperclips, but <laughs> <laughs> man, I should replay that game. Yeah, I finished it. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Universal <laughs> what platform were almost... you playing it on? I was playing it on iPad. Hmm. So yeah. it wasn't really... It was only when I used my iPad when it was running. So that's why it took me like nine weeks. <laughs> I was going to say, because I mean, I've only ever played it in the browser, so it just mm-hmm. like... You walk yeah, away I've overnight been... or whatever. And... I'm playing it in a browser, but on iPad. Yeah, and iPad <laughs> freezes the yeah. browser when you go away, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. What have I done? I just opened it on a tab because we were talking about it. Hold on, we're it. in the middle of a podcast. No, I raised the oh earth and the universe. God. Conditioned, and I'm never going back. Conditioned so so much. Um, oddly, that leads me into uh, Horizon Forbidden West. The idea of being conditioned into playing a game a certain fucking way. Um, I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. It's more Horizon. It's it, it's nothing more. Really, than uh-huh. a very fantastic looking. I mean, Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn looked fantastic when it came out. Horizon Blue uh-huh. West looks fucking fantastic. Like, like one of yeah. the most detailed games I have ever seen. But the PlayStation, PlayStation Four is struggling. <laughs> it mm. is really, really struggling with it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just hear it screaming. I mean, it's not it's not quite like, you know, uh, um Outriders man kind of screaming levels. <laughs> but it's it's it, it's, it's nearly there. Oh. It's very, very close. <laughs> um there's I'll get it out of the way first of all. There's tons of popping. 
There's, you know, loads of flat textures which uh, take time to pop in. And, and the problem is, I don't know how they've worked the engine in terms of, like, I know a load of games that will render everything that's in front of you and everything behind you is just the, you know, yeah. the, 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 the sort of the mesh. Uh, um, I Horizon, the first game did, yeah. Horizon really kind of jumps between cameras when right. you're talking to people oh, so yeah. if, you're, if you're chatting to people it will show Aloy and everything that's behind her and then it will jump to the other characters to show what's behind them but obviously mm. kind of when you, when it comes to Aloy everything that's behind her has to suddenly be rendered yeah. so things will pop in and you're like okay fine I can I can <laughs> leave that a little bit this is not a PS4 game it's, a, it's absolutely a PlayStation 5 uh, right. game in terms of its uh, graphics and then it will go to the other character. And that's all fine, because that's all in front of her. Mm-hmm. In front of Aloy. So it's already populated. Yeah, then the yeah. camera will snap back to Aloy. You just see a and... thunder jaw just clip through <laughs> <Yeah>. her. <laughs> a lot of the stuff is already rendered. But it will get to a point where it's like, oh shit. Uh, 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 quick, render it. And then it will cut back again. And so it's like, it doesn't quite sit. It hasn't been made for PlayStation 4. Fine, absolutely fine. I haven't had a Thunderjaw I mean, kind of clip in yet, but I have had a couple of characters walking mm. through a town and having this cutscene and this man just in the background going, I'm here, I'm not, I'm here, I'm not, I'm here, I'm not, I'm here, I'm not. Just like constantly through this scene. And, I, and I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm fine. None of that really bothers me or matters to me at all. It doesn't detract from the experience because it's more Horizon. I enjoyed Horizon. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying kind of playing it. Um, I don't really know what to say past it's more Horizon like, <laughs> like it, it, it kind of expands on the story there are mm-hmm. more machines there are different machines to kind of get to grips with it, it it's hard like in the beginning like you, you absolutely feel like you are outgunned which is great for at the end of Horizon Zero Dawn for feeling mm-hmm. really overpowered and stuff, and then suddenly to be like, oh shit, like, stuff is currently, you know, more difficult, and I, I feel underpowered, and it doesn't do the whole kind of like, oh, we've stripped you of all of your abilities kind of thing, it's just like, no, this is, this is Aloy, she's like, you could just come into this game and not have played the previous one, and it gives you a little, uh, um, uh, you know, run through of what happened in the previous game, very difficult to actually pick up what had happened, as I'm sat there like, oh yeah, what did kind of happen? Oh yeah, I remember this bit. Oh shit, what's going on now? No, I don't remember that at all. Uh, mm. Loads of stuff which I couldn't remember. Um, yeah. But it, it, it kind of treats the world in a similar kind of way. Um, it populates it a little bit more. So there, is, there are more people to kind of not even like uh, talk to in a significant kind of way. But almost every character you come to, you can say, talk to this person. And they might give you like a little one line or something right. like that. Uh-huh. So it's trying to make the fir- the world feel a little bit more real. They've caught up to Final Fantasy 1. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is the notorious thing on JRPGs where everyone has some bullshit line to say. Some uh-huh. of them repeat, but usually just because yeah. it's a text box, they yep. could shove that in. Yep. I mean, it's really still, it, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's impressive for a giant game. Um, it means that you don't just have, you know, the dancing boy with the baguette over his head, who's uh-huh. not a real character. Every character is somewhat interactable. But, like, 
narrative wise, that's just that like kind of makes it worse almost because it's like we know that you want this to be a real world, but we're gonna make that's it fucking yeah. flat. Yeah. I, I, I think just from what I've heard, surface level about the game, um, which you know echoes what you said, Ben. It's just more of this, which mm-hmm. I mean, more of you know a good slice of cake, not bad. Yeah, absolutely. Means, yes. But um, uh, I think it was Khalif Adams of Spawn on me what he said, which I think what resonated with what I've been hearing about the game is that it feels like. They just rolled straight into the development of Horizon Two after Horizon One. Mm. It feels like all the, all the you know, negatives of the game, all the all the cr- criticism that you could have of the first game, still appears to be in the second game, which is like it feels like they didn't just sit back and say, "How can we address the issues the first game had?" And I think with the first game, it's easier to you know, dismiss or forgive because it's like, this is a new IP, this, you know, it's very, it's a good game, it's excellent, it was my game of the year that year, and yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, this is doing something different, um, new IP, we can, and Gorilla, like, shifting from FPS studio to, you know, open yeah, world absolutely. RPG, yeah. um, there was a lot to forgive about it, and it just seems like they just rolled straight through to this, and obviously this game probably took years and years and years to develop, but it feels like they didn't like iterate mm. and you know edit and yes you know. yeah very much and there's there's probably a few things which they have tweaked um uh you know the fiery the combat um they put a load more into kind of like melee and stuff um mm-hmm. to make it a bit more kind of rounded but even then they haven't lost anything from sort of like that ranged combat um having a a variety of kind of weapons and things to be able to sort of use and the machines all have weaknesses and strengths and that sort of stuff so you've got to kind of or at least in some cases you can plan how you want to go about certain encounters you know saying right i know it's going to be these kinds of uh enemies they're um weak to kind of like poison or, or acid whatever they call it um or electric um uh-huh attacks so you can kind of stack your inventory and traps and things in that kind of way to go about it but sometimes it's a bit more on the fly you know you're in the middle of a mission and suddenly they're like oh the machines are coming and like well i have no idea what machines they are so i just have to deal with them Um, and sometimes that can be really difficult because you've decided that on your weapon wheel these are the things that you're going to roll around with and suddenly it requires something slightly different that's a different element mm-hmm. to be able to kind of play with. So they've tried to, I yeah, suppose, you know, iterate a little like bit in that yeah, sort of sense. It feels like they've added, but not yes, refined. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 completely. Um, the, the one thing that has kind of screamed to me as I've been playing it is that you can almost feel that every single developer at Gorilla played Death Stranding because <laughs> Death Stranding <laughs> used the Decimer engine, which Horizon uh, Zero Dawn was built on. Hideo Kojima came along and went, yep, this is the engine I want to use. Okay, I want no, Gorilla's no, engine, no, no, absolutely. Um, and then you go, oh, wow. The way Aloy kind of moves across the, not necessarily kind of climbs across the, 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 the world, but how the world is formed and and the way you can kind of 
a ping out from the little um whatever the triangle thing is she's got on the side of her head oh. which lets her see everything in sort of like a digital world around her like suddenly you can see where you can climb and those kinds of things and it all feels it has that sci-fi futuristic kind of vibe yeah. to it as well sure. yeah. but it, it very having played Death Stranding a lot uh-huh. you suddenly go yep the, the, or everyone yeah. at Gorilla played Death Stranding that's, you, that's you can, why you, you can that's see why that. you share tech. Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. You're sharing mm-hmm. knowledge. You share, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're saying Conan and Brian is in this game, and I should pick it up immediately. <laughs> There's a character. I Ooh. didn't think he looked so much like Conan and Brian, but people have basically been like, "Is this Conan and Brian? Has he made his way into another PlayStation <laughs> game?" I just um, took his character model. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I I'd, I'd, I'd love to play this on the PlayStation 5 because <laughs> you can see on the PS4 some of the limitations. Again, like repeated character models. You know, you go to like the first town and you see the same guy like 10 times because they have to just deal with a certain amount of memory. They can only mm. have 10 character models in this space rather than right. 150 which they might have on the PS5 you know and that the, the the joy of this generation has been kind of the SSD isn't it it's essentially yeah. in how yeah. quickly it can read sort of memory and how much it can store sort of thing so it's interesting to see as i say the limitations that the the, the mm-hmm. PS4 kind of puts on this but how much that isn't really affecting stuff yeah like yeah. i haven't had mm. stuttering i haven't suddenly been like i'm firing my bow on a now i'm suddenly over here on the top of a mountain <laughs> you know it hasn't been that kind of nuts uh, uh issues in terms of memory and, and and kind of catching up with the game and those sorts of things it, they, they've optimized it really really well to be like yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of visual things you know it's it's the popping yeah, of yeah. textures to be expected yeah 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 um yeah that, that's the thing it's like i I will play this game. It just sounds like there's enough where it's like, okay, I'm not going to go out of my way to play it mm-hmm. right now. Especially, you know, on um, hardware, which is not ideal. But I guess the good thing is, Ben, you can just operate the PS5 version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So when you eventually get on. Yeah. Completely, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I, I, Who would I... have thought in 20... What year is it? 2022. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't buy Horizon, but I, I mean, buy Elden this, Ring. <laughs> this is what I was going to say, which is like, this was both of your game of the year, wasn't it? I think. Uh, not I think it was mine. Second. I think it was second yeah. after Playtale. Yeah, that's right. Think- and you, but you, Ben, like, I just saw your hype for it just sort of plateau like drop and then plateau to the point where you're like oh yeah this is coming out i'll get it and that seems to be a review it's like it came out and i got it yeah and i'm not angry yeah. about it yeah. uh, no, and no, it's no. what i was looking for but there's no like i don't I think see a spark you in your eye young man. I, I think that's sequels a lot of sequels <laughs> in, you know video games well and I get, and completely and it's no was... sonic 2 as I was talking about with like Dying Light 2 last week, it is it is more of that game. But mm. I will say that uh, for me, Horizon and the gameplay of Horizon is slightly more compelling yeah. than Dying Light. So I 
want to go and play Horizon Forbidden West. And I think, right, I've got an hour. Do I sit at the PC, play Dying Light 2, or do I go and use the PlayStation and play Horizon? And I'm going downstairs and I'm playing Horizon instead. Because for me, that gameplay is a little bit more compelling. You know, and the the, the quality of I, Horizon Zero Dawn kind of shows through in this about how good that game was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, lots of criticism in that it's this big amalgam of open worldness from loads of different <laughs> kind of influences. And Horizon yeah. Forbidden West doesn't really kind of change that, but Horizon Forbidden West does enough that it keeps you moving. So it's not yeah, sort of yeah. like, oh, I'm in this area, I now need to do all of the question marks. It's, I'm in this area. Oh, now it's sending me over here. Oh, now it's sending me over here. Oh, now it's sending me over here. You know, it, it points you in those directions to suddenly sit, be like, right, there's a little question mark over here. The game has sent me here. It's going to take me a couple of seconds to go over there and have a look at what it is. And it might not be the most exciting thing that I go and get over there. It might be just more resources or another campfire or whatever it is over there. And a, a blocked path, which I have to come back to once I have the correct item to be able to kind of pass that. But right. it does it in a way to kind of say... You're here now. You're here now. You're here now. You're here. It's moving you through the world. Dopamine hit kind of uh, open world game. Very much. Very much. I mean, that might you may contribute. I mean, I when I say I think the last open world game that I played was Red Dead. Mm. I'm not exaggerating. So it's been a long time. I've just been so fatigued by games like that. And after Horizon, I've played Red Dead. And Breath of the Wild, and it's like these are good overworld yeah. games. It's not that Horizon wasn't, but it's like this is just so much more compelling. Mm. So that's why I'm probably more interested in Elden Ring to say such a crazy thing, where it's like you know you're you're compelled to go through the game not because you know there's there's a little casino bells and whistles going off. Um, mm-hmm. It's because you want to see what's around the next corner. So. Yeah, absolutely. You want that yeah. discovery from it. I guess Prey. Would you call Prey an open world game? I don't know. Uh, the re the I guess what, 2016 yeah. kind of rebooted one. Yeah, I never played it. Ish. Yeah, maybe that was the last world <laughs> game we played in, <laughs> in like 2019 or whatever. But I mean, yeah, it's so few that I've played. In yeah, like it's, that. As my final kind of comment on Horizon, we'll return to it. We'll talk about it more once I kind of got got through it. And me and when I play it in 2026. (laughs) (laughs) We'll return to it in four years' time. Um, It's (laughs) it's fucking massive. It is, it's like, I thought about it, and it's good you've mentioned Red Dead 2. I thought it's Red Dead 2 levels of map size. I was moving through and the game is like, go here. This is your next mission. Go up here. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to follow the story. I'm not going to fuck around with these side quests and stuff. I'll come back and do that when I've, you know, want to just fuck around for half an hour or something. Like I've got a good hour. I'll, I'll crack on with the story. And that hour took me up through the map. I'm like, I fuck, I like, I've not, I'm not there yet. I have fucked mm. around on all of these little side bits that have kind of come up as, as I've seen them sort of appear. And it feels like that kind of, idea of Red Dead 2 where it goes something's happening yeah you could you can 
you can engage with it or you could just leave and not worry about it. And I, I, again, it's one of those games I'd love to know if I come back, whether that's going to be there forever until mm-hmm. I engage with it or if it's, no, it's gone now. Sorry, mate, yeah. mm. you missed it. Yeah. I imagine yeah, it's the I, I first. I don't know if it's that but, dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do imagine it's the first. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, this game will sell a lot. People will be very happy with it. And, yeah, good on. Good on Gorilla. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to seeing all the new Robo Diners. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's tons of Robo Dinosaurs, mate. Yeah, Yeah. and I've stayed away from like all the coverage and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it'll be a genuine surprise. They must have. They must have doubled the amount that are that are in there. So yeah, good. Um, nice. Let's finish this episode uh, there then on Horizon Forbidden West, and we will jump back into our beers. To round out the show, Lucy, mm-hmm. the Flanders Red. Yeah, really good. Only got a little bit Ooh. left. Just, just good. And it's like, it's not much else to say. This is. Yeah. It, I love this style of beer, um, and this is a very good take on it. Mm. Sour, but not too. So it's got a nice bit of fruitiness. Nice, you know, like spicy undertones and to it. Um, really refreshing. Just. Yeah, I guess it's probably a hard start to make. I mean, I mean they've been using barrels from 2018, so it's not like mm. just make them, everybody. But it's like, right, I wish there was more, or at least on my radar. That's fair. Really you, good. You prepare, uh, prepare yourself in three years' time when everyone goes. Oh, this is what Lucy wants. Cool. We need to now find barrels from this year to then yes. wait four years to make yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited about visiting them. And- Mm. I may never leave, so uh, I may I may just live in Suffolk. For, yeah, that's fair. So. I haven't had a little Earth Project beer for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, oh. Yeah, that'd be, be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, be a good place to go and visit. Nice. Um, Adol, how yep. about your beer? Uh, it, it's. I mean, so the dankness sort of got used to. Um, mm. so it's sitting more uh, uh, on the sweet pilsner again. It's. Uh, just those added um, tastes sort of throw me into. Sure, this isn't in like a like a, a light pale ale or something, um, but I like that it's. Um, you can still see some bubbles going on. It's a, it's a nice refreshing, um, on the mouth mouth. Excuse me, and um, <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the orange uh, only has gotten better. Um, yeah. So, if you're looking for something sort of. Pilsnery, but a little more in season and and interesting. I'd, I'd definitely recommend the spear. Nice. But if you're looking for like, if this was the height of summer, I'd be a little more hesitant because mm. when I reach for a pilsner, I want all the things that it's sort of doing differently to not be done differently. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, I mean, the day was just a fantastic day. Uh, back to kind of their best. I think for me, uh, was it last year we had uh, something clouds or clouds oh. above or no, it's a left-handed giant beer, I think. Um, okay, something that was incredible, a big pillow, like. big pillow something. Big hot, big hot pillow? Yeah. yeah. That's the one I like. Yeah. There's big probably hot pillow. a bit day um, clouds in it. Clouds that shape themselves. Oh no, it's not that one. Is it? I think one. it must be big hot pillow. Was I think one we all had last year, and we're just like, yes, this is a fantastic beer. That's the one I like. This, yeah. this, uh, you see me laughing, is on the same kind of level. 
Um, it, it's not, it, it doesn't, not the same qualities. It's a different beer. Absolutely. Mm. But it's the same level of quality from there. Um, I would drink this all fucking day if I could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take a day off one day and I will just sit mm. here and I will yes. order like a 24 case of this and that will be me done for the day. Yes, you might be done after four, but yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Eight, yeah, it is an 8% beer. It doesn't yeah. feel like that at all. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, they it's never full. Do, do. It's really, really full of flavour. So, yeah, it's up there in terms of kind of what it's giving to you. Perfect. So, that's us for episode 309. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can get us at Tanksupcast on all of the socials. Go to outoflives.net to read the various articles that we put up to see the videos of the streams that uh, that Adol has been kind of doing or to see our beautiful faces and the beers that we are drinking here as well. Uh, I am at Nova underscore 47. Adol is... At the Omniarch. Lucy is... Juicy Loose 9. And that's it. And everywhere. Please share with your friends. Tell everybody about us. Go to your podcast service of choice and rate and review us because it really, really helps. And uh, also, I think we've shouted him out several times, but Tom, uh, previous guest, has got his podcast uh, Game Over Beer out right now. And you can hear an episode with me on as well. So if you want a little bit more of me drinking a beer, talking about some games, you can go to Game Over Beer on your podcast service of choice as well. But for this I episode, need to listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's, it's really good. Man. Like, <laughs> I, I started, uh, I jumped straight to your episode, Ben, because okay. I did, don't get no, enough I was, of your Yeah, opinions. I was talking about your episode. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other episode's good. Uh, I, I've, I've been really enjoying listening to, to kind of what everyone's yes. kind of top three, not, not top three, but like no, the games yeah. and the beers that they have been picking. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I, I I am daunted by picking three beers more uh, more so than three games. I don't know. It depends on the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. But mostly, I'm listening to yours. Like, oh, of course, he clipped a Carling. picked a Cloudwater dip, but now I can't do that. Yeah, because that was mine. So. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, you can just pick yeah. a specific Cloudwater dipper. It's fine. Fuck it. Um, fuck if I remember any of them. Yeah, thirteen. <laughs> no, that's, that's the problem. I think yeah. we actually. I think we have really liked twelve. I, 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 yes, I, maybe, and I four. I think it was for thirteen. I really there was one. The, oh, is that up there? I could see because the cams are up there because I've kept them. Oh uh, wow! So. <laughs> what were we talking uh, about? Like Lucy four, Lucy. five years ago now, Lucy. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I'm a sentimental gal. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, a yeah. listener to understand what we're fucking chatting about. Go back to tanked up. <laughs> episode 100 probably ish yeah. and then listen to game over beer as well the episode that i feature on but for episode 309 that has been us we shall catch you very soon goodbye uh see you later ciao <laughs> i like the slight yeah. west country tilt yeah i like that <laughs> www.outoflives.net